How detailed is God's plan for your life? That's a question that we have to ask and answer as believers. For millennia, there's been a debate about how detailed God's plans are for each individual. There are some that would say that God's will is uh, sort of a very 30,000-foot will. It, it, he just has the... He is w not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. And he sort of stays away from these very detailed decisions of life. And they would see it kind of like a, a group of people on a cruise ship that were going from one port to another port. And God watching over, superintending that process of them getting there. And it's God's will that they get there, but there's going to be a lot of things that might happen on the journey. Uh, that are maybe not a part of his plan, not a part of his will, and so they would say that he doesn't choose to be a part of that. Uh, I would say it's somewhat more detailed than that, and I would base that on uh, the lives of the individuals that are within Scripture, but also my own personal experience. Uh, let's take, for example, Luke chapter uh, 5, verses 1 through 11. There's a story of Peter and the fishermen and their early contact with Jesus. Jesus is preaching by the, the seashore in Galilee, and while he's there, uh, the crowd gets so massive he's being pushed out into the water, and he is... Uh, asked Peter to use his ship apparently and they get in they get in in the boat and go out a little bit from the shore he finishes his sermon and then as a way of thanks he's going to give the fishermen a great day fishing and he tells them to launch out into the deep in verse 5 and cast down your net for a draught or a load of fish and so they, they say, uh, Jesus, we fished all night long, and we haven't caught anything, but if you say so, we'll do it. Kind of humor in the preacher. And uh, they push out into the deep, they drop down their nets, and immediately a load of fish that is so big, it threatens to break the nets. They've got to beckon their other fisher buddies over to help uh, haul the load in. And after they get back to the shore, they recognize that Jesus' detailed understanding of how their day needed to unfold, he was Messiah, he was God. It was one of the evidences that he was God as he had a plan for their life and he understood details they didn't understand. Now, they had spent generations fishing in the Sea of Galilee and the common wisdom of the day was you fish at night, not in the daytime. You fish in the shallow, not in the deep. And he violated both of those uh, sort of truisms that they held and they understood that they were dealing with someone who was supernatural. And uh, Peter certainly understood. He has a passionate confession of the divinity of Christ within the within this passage. but there was a detailed plan and you might think of uh, multiple biblical examples Noah was told by God to build a massive ark and it had never rained uh, and he's gonna spend a century of his life on this very specific detailed plan for him and his family and it would lead to the saving of really all of mankind and, and animal life had, had he not obeyed God's specific plan for his life and then you have Paul in the New Testament he's beckoned over to a different area by the Macedonian man in a vision that he has. And you have other individuals that are called very specifically to do very specific things. Some of the prophets in the Old Testament were directed to do some of the most bizarre stuff to get across a, a powerful, dynamic message from God. And, and so I would say that God has a detailed plan for your life and my life. I remember uh, when I was called into the ministry, I had struggled with that concept for a long time because I, I felt a general need to follow uh, whatever God wanted me to do in life. And so there, there's a general will of God 
that we're all supposed to follow. We're, uh, the, the will of God is that we abstain from sexual immorality is one of the things that's part of the will of God. The will of God is that we walk away from idols and serve the living and true God. The will of God is that none should perish, but all should come to repentance. So, I mean, there's a, there's a general will of God that we all should know and follow, but what about the specifics? So I struggled with the specifics. I knew that God wanted me to live a holy life, and I knew that he wanted me in some way to be involved in the kingdom, but I didn't know how. Well, God eventually led me to understand in the back of a, a Chevy Chevette that I needed to uh, answer the call to preach. It was very specific. It was very clear. I needed to be a communicator of the gospel until I die. And that's what I intend to do, to be a communicator of the gospel, to preach the word, to teach whoever will listen to me. Um, but you, you probably are wondering, how do I determine God's specific will for my life? Let me suggest a couple of things. Number one, start with the Word of God. Start with the Bible. If, if you're going to do something that violates the Bible, that's not the will of God. So start there first. That'll be a winnowing tool so that you can get rid of the chaff from the grain and find out what you really should be engaged in and should not be engaged in. Let me, let me suggest another thing, that you open your ears. Let, let the, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith of the churches. That means that we need to be open to the voice of the Spirit of God as he leads us. Sometimes you'll have an internal leading to do something that maybe other people don't understand, and maybe, maybe you even have a hard time explaining it to other people, but there's the, the internal leading of the will of God. And then uh, another concept is uh, godly friends. When, when you have godly mentors and friends that you can say, hey, I, I've been searching the Bible about this. Here's my conclusions. I, I've got this leading in my spirit about this thing. Uh, what do you think of it? And, and the Bible says there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. Now, that doesn't mean that just because somebody says something that it's automatically either is the will of God or isn't the will of God, but listen to multiple godly uh, sources and, and see if you can find a, a pattern that's there and some things maybe that you hadn't thought about. And then another thing is, is see if circumstances are lining up. God sometimes uses the opening and closing of doors to for a thing. And, and so you can maybe sense whether you already got a leading, you know it's in the Word, you've got godly counsel, and now there's an open door that seems to be in front of you. Maybe take that and, and then step out in faith and see if that's something that God has for you to do. So there's, there's a, a lot of ways that we can begin to work on discerning the specific will of God for our lives. Let's close out our time together here in this Redeeming the Time Brothers podcast with prayer for God to show us His will. Dear Lord God, I pray that you be with my dear friends and brothers. Allow them and sisters. Allow them to know that you love them and care for them. Show them what your will is for their life, especially in these last days. Help us not to wander about fumbling to find your will, but help us instead to enter into that work that you're already doing, that we might accomplish your kingdom purposes. Thank you that you worked through Noah. Thank you that you worked through Peter. Thank you, God, that you worked through Paul. And I thank you that you're no respecter of persons and can work at a granular level in your will in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.